Welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host, Melina. I missed you guys so much. I can't even remember what was the last episode, like what date it was, but I know it's been a while. Hold on. Let me look. March 27th. So yes, March 27th, and we are on April 16th. So it's been about one, two, almost three weeks since I've talked to you guys And I had such an amazing time off, but I definitely missed you guys. I posted a story on my Instagram because I wasn't sure if you guys want to hear about my Mexico trip, but so many of you are interested in listening to my adventures in Mexico. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So let's get right into it. Um, We left on a Tuesday, I believe the 28th, that's when we left, and... If you've been following me for a while and you heard of our traumatic, my friend Angela and I's last Mexico departure, um, that we almost missed our flight, I had so much anxiety just thinking about being late and the fact that we were leaving from CBX and you guys know how that is. If you've traveled from there before, you have to park your car and then cross the border, do all that stuff. Very easy, but I had also not traveled during the morning and usually I travel at night. So it was a whole different experience and Angela kept reassuring me we're going to be fine. I believe our flight left like at 9 But we do live like two hours away from that airport. So we ended up leaving like at five in the morning. We got there like at seven something and it worked out perfectly. We were way early, pero mejor prevenir que lamentar because I'd rather be somewhere early than be late, especially when it's a flight. I think it's like a Mexican thing because I remember when I was little, my parents used to go super early to the airport. But I have to keep in mind, like, you know, back in the day, tenían unos belisotes bien grandotes. I don't know if you guys remember those. I, or my dad was cheap and didn't want to buy, like, the fancy ones. But it was, like, this big obelisk and it just had something where they would pull it. It was so hard to uh, navigate with those belises. You had to get, like, the carts and everything. So I can understand why my parents were at the airport so early. Plus having kids and passports and just making sure that they know where the gate is. Have you guys seen that TikTok video where... They write something like, me going to check where my gate is just to make sure that it doesn't move. It's so funny to me because I always do this and I thought I was the only person that did it. But apparently, we all do it. Where you pass through TSA and you do everything you need to do. You get to where your gate is and you look at it and you're like, okay, aquí va a ser. And then you carry on and go get coffee or go to the restroom, do whatever you have to do. Just You always have to check where the gate is, okay? Porque luego te pierdes. 
So everything was smooth to this point. I was like, yes, we're here on time. I like this feeling. Angela was working. She's like, I'm glad we got here on time so we don't have to be rushing. I'm like, I told you, girl. And we started boarding our plane. Thankfully, we got like the sixth row. So I wasn't worried about like not having space for our luggage. I had a, I ended up taking my backpack and my carry-on. I'm a carry-on girly now. I used to be a checked bag girly, but that it gets expensive. It's hard to like haul around. So I try my best. I have this travel backpack that's super perfect. Um, it has all these compartments. I have a LinkedIn on my, my Amazon storefront. I recommend it to anyone that's traveling because it's perfect. It also has a strap where you could put it on your on your carry-on so you don't have to carry it the whole time if it's heavy. And it fits un- perfectly under the seats on the plane. So I just took those two bags. And we were sitting in the emergency exit. And the emergency exit, you can't have your bags on the floor. So I didn't know that. It was my first time sitting there. I usually don't like to be responsible for the whole plane. (laughs) But anyways, I wanted good seats. And they're pretty spacious. So it's a nice area if there's no emergencies that happen. Thankfully, there wasn't. Well, kind of. Um, So we're sitting and then one of the ladies tells us oh you're you guys are gonna have to put your bags up there and I'm like shit like I already you know the pressure when you're getting on the airplane and trying to put your carry-on on top and not be that jerk that's like taking forever holding up the whole line I don't know if anybody feels that way but I feel that way so I put mine in Angela had the window seat and then she was like she got up to put the backpack up and I'm like oh can you help me with mine she's like yeah I did not realize this girl's bag was so heavy So she like swings up her backpack and it falls back, like down, almost hits her in the face. And I just hear a pop and I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, did you just hurt your arm? Like every, the whole plane is looking at her. Okay. The pressure is on and she looks in pain and I'm just like, this is how we're going to start our trip. Like we were having such a smooth ride and I'm like, are you okay? She's like, I need help. But, like, very serious. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, this girl broke her shoulder. We haven't even got to Mexico. Estamos en Tijuana todavía. And finally, some man, like, every, all the men were staring at her. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm in shock. And I'm about to get up. But this man's like, yo le ayudo. So he got up. And I'm like, oh, can you help me with my bag? And she sits down. And she's just holding her shoulder, like, together. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, we're going to have to go to the hospital and I go, are you sure you're okay? It's like, no, I'm fine. Like something just popped. And I'm like, yeah, like the whole plane heard it. But I was just wanting to make sure she was okay. Cause Angela can be the type of person that will be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she's dying inside. So <laughs> shout out to Angela. If you're listening to this, you're like that. Be honest, girl. <laughs> so she's like, I'm fine. I'm like, you can move it. It, it doesn't hurt. She's like, well, it's just like painful. But it's not too bad. So I was like, okay, we're fine. I'm like, let me know if it gets worse. Like, I have Tylenol right here. And when we get to Mexico, we can go see, like, a soadora or, like, we'll go to the hospital. Whatever you need. Pero déjame llegar a México primero, okay? I'm just kidding. If if she was hurt, we would have got off the plane. But she wasn't. So she's just like, all right, well, I'm going to sit down and relax. So she's, she's still working from her phone. And I'm like, you need to chill out. Like, yeah, check out thankfully like I'm able to check out of my job but this girl can't sometimes she has to answer some emails and she's working on her phone it's like 9 40 something oh I believe our airplane left at 10 and all of a sudden her phone just freezes right like complete freeze it's on lock screen 
And she's like, my phone's not working anymore. And I'm like, no way. Shut up. Like, it's working. And she's like, no, it's not. And I look at it and I'm over here Googling before I lose signal because I'm not trying to connect to the Wi-Fi. I'm not trying to pay $12 because I want to try to sleep. And she's like, no, it's completely frozen. I can't even answer my emails. And I'm like, well, she's like, you know what? Maybe this is a sign that I need to slow down and really just take some time off and enjoy my trip. But we get to Mexico City. And as we're almost arriving, the lady, so we're on aisle six on one side, right? Like D, E, F or whatever, A, B, C, yeah. The other lady is like on seat C on the opposite side on six as well. And all of a sudden she started, like the lady was crying. So I'm thinking like, oh, they're probably going to a funeral. Like she was there with two other people and she's just like rocking back and forth and crying. And I'm like, okay, calmate dramatica. Yo soy la dramatica aquí, tú no. <laughs> and all of a sudden here, I... Hay algún médico en este, en este avión? It was like the movies, guys. And me and Angela are just looking like, what the fuck is going on? Like, there's some bad juju on this plane. We finally land and they're like, oh, the ambulance is waiting for her. And there's a doctor there in the airplane that was flying with us, one of the fellow passengers. And I'm thinking to myself, like, is she really a doctor? Like, did she show her, show her credentials? I, If it was me, I'd be like, uh, I'll just wait for the ambulance. I don't know. But if I'm dying, I guess, maybe. But they gave her, like, a shot. I'm like, where did they get this shot from? I think that the airplane has one. They don't even know what's wrong with this lady. It's either her, like, ovaries or, like, her appendix. Like, they were saying, like, that's what I understood. I was over there chismeando. But I felt so bad for her. And they were telling us, like, oh, you guys can't leave the plane until she leaves. And all of a sudden, que dejan al first class que se salga. So, like, the first five rows were able to get out. And I saw, and Angela's like, hey, can I borrow your phone? I'm going to call my parents tell them that I landed. I'm like, yeah, because her phone wasn't working, mind you. And I see an opportunity where, like, first class leaves. And I'm like, I am not waiting. Like, I have to pee. Angela's on the phone with her parents. And I'm like, hey, Angela, let's go. Let's go. I got I got our um, carry-ons from the top. I'm waiting for her. I leave her once so she could push it. And she's, like, rushing and getting up, right? And as we're walking out of the airplane and all of a sudden I see her like panicking. Like she's like checking like her pockets, checking her, her backpack. She's like, hold on. I don't, I don't feel my wallet. She like ran back into the airplane and we weren't even like fully off the airplane yet. And they're like, you can't go in. And she's like, but my wallet's in there. She comes back. She's like, they're not letting me in. I'm like, what do you mean they're not letting you? Like we literally just got off like two seconds ago. So she comes back and she's like, I, someone stole my wallet. I'm like, oh my gosh, her debit card and all this stuff and cash. I'm like, let's go to Lost and Found. She's like, Melina, we're in Mexico. Like, no one's going to return that. And I'm like, you never know. They might take your money and then be like, oh, she needs her ID, her driver's license and everything. But that's how our flight started. She got on her laptop really quick. I helped her like shut off her cards. And thankfully she had her passport like in another backpack. So it was fine. And we were just going to Lost and Found. I had to pee. I went to pee. And we were just, like, stressed out. But she was such a good sport about it. Because I don't know how I would have acted if I would have lost my shit. Because, I don't know. I might I might have cried. She didn't cry. But she was really frustrated. And, and what sucks is that it had to be someone in our plane. Like, either one of the passengers or one of the people from the ambulance or the flight attendants. Like, we don't know. But that's shitty that people can be like that. So after our failed search, she just gave up and told me that she's taking the loss, lesson learned, and also she found some other card she had in another wallet. Thankfully, she split her stuff, so 
it was not too bad. Yeah, lo que pasó, pasó. Let's just get to our place. So we got an Uber, headed to her place, and we were starving because we left too early to like have a proper meal, but then it got really late. Yeah, ya llegamos, ya eran como las dos o tres de la tarde, and you know, traveling, you get all gross. So... We get to her place, and the first thing was, let's fix your phone. So we're all Googling, and thankfully, we were able to fix it so quickly. And finally, it's time for the most important thing. Let's go eat. So we decide to go to this place called Casa de Toño. If you haven't been there, it's pretty delicious, and they serve a lot. Service is like A1, super quick. It's like a chain restaurant. They sell pozole, sopes, de todo, de todo. But everything, all the... Dishes are so different from what, what I'm used to being sopes and quesadillas. Over there, you have to ask, um, for the quesadillas, you have to ask with cheese. I know, it's kind of funny. It's like a cheeseburger with cheese. <laughs> um, We start walking and Angela goes like, oh my God, it feels like a monsoon's coming. And <laughs> out of nowhere, this like wind gust comes. Thankfully, I was wearing my sunglasses and it's just like dirt all over our faces, like... I told her, girl, I don't know what you did, pero necesitas no limpia, porque just stop talking, please. Because anytime you say something, it goes south. <laughs> and at this time, estamos bien pendejitas. Like, we're tired, we're hungry, estamos débiles, we're probably dehydrated. And we're just cracking up. We get to eat. We we don't even enjoy our food. Because you know when you wait so long to eat, que te agarra como asco? I don't know if any of you ever felt that. But you're so hungry that when you finally eat, como que no te cae bien. And that's what happened to us. So we ate and we just headed back. And our plan was to go out for a drink that night. Because where we stay at, there's a lot of restaurants. But that didn't happen. It started like storming. And we just got an Uber. We we went to Oxo to get some agua and some chips and called it a freaking day, like a wash, like whatever. Tomorrow's a new day. Today is just too much and I cannot handle it. I just need a shower and lay in bed. And that's exactly what we did. The next day we woke up y nos fuimos a comer breakfast. Then I also had made Botox appointments and... I have gotten Botox a couple times and I get it in my forehead because soy bien gestuda. Like, I like to have a mad face all the time. <laughs> if you know, you know. I have RBF. I suffer from RBF. So, not only RBF. Soy muy gestuda. Like, I'll make faces all the time when I'm, like, pissed off, when I'm confused. Or, like, at work, I do it all the time with my coworkers. Like, what the F? And I'm just staring. Y se me hace una línea en medio between my eyebrows. That's, like, really, really... My mom has it, too. And my brother. And I think my little sister has it, too. Somos gestudos así. So, I like getting Botox. Just, like... It's, it's not that I don't want to age. It's just I want to look good, you know? You know what I'm saying? But if you haven't gotten Botox, I recommend it. If you do it in Mexico, it's so much cheaper than here. So... I, for me, it has lasted me longer when I've done it in Mexico than when I've done it here. I don't know if they put extra stuff, but I love it. And if you guys need um, the doctor's information, I can send that to you if you go to Mexico City. She's great. Um, I ended up doing that, and Angela was going to do it too, but la doctora le dijo, you don't need it, girl. Like, you came to me a couple months ago, and you're fine. And she, she didn't need it, because when she did the face, like, they asked you to do, like, you know, smile and to make a mad face. She didn't need it. So I did the Botox. 
And we kind of had a free day because we that's the only thing we had planned. And that's how our trip was. Kind of like spur of the moment. Hey, what do you want to do today? And then you just think of something. We had a couple things on our list that we wanted to do. So since we were in Polanco, which is a colonia in Mexico City, we're like, what could we do around here? And I remember that I hadn't been to the Museo Sumaya. I believe that's what it's called. It's like that funky looking building the first picture i posted if you follow me on instagram we went there it was really cool the architecture was amazing and just seeing art because you know i'm an artsy girl (laughs) no i like going to museums i love going to museums and i just get amazed by like the things people create i could never be that creative but i love to see it and next door was the hoopmix museum they constantly change the exhibits in there so they're always different and we went Itanian el cartier cartier i don't know how to say it but it's that fancy jewelry brand they had pieces there of jewelry on display like these huge diamonds like i loved i was obsessed with chokers the jewelry don't get don't get it twisted you weirdos (laughs) and I I loved like all the diamonds. It was a super cool exhibit. So if you go to Mexico City, go to Museo Humex. And next to Museo Humex and Sumaya Ayun Mall. So it was hot, okay? Like we came from over here being like freaking 50 degrees to over there being like 80. And the sun was shining. And in Mexico, no sé por qué el sol parece que está más bajito porque you feel like the sun is burning you. And we didn't even put sunscreen. We're so bad. Don't yell at me if you're my esthetician. <laughs> but um, we went to this mall and there was restaurants. There was Applebee's and a Chili's. I'm just kidding. There was no Chili's, but there was an Applebee's. I'm like, I'm not going to go to Applebee's. <laughs> we found this restaurant and we're like, this looks like a place where you find a sugar daddy. Sure enough, we walk in. We're like the only girls. And it was called something Caballero. Or Ca- and I told Angela, is this like a restaurant for only men? Because I don't see any women besides the servers. And we were there. We we sat by the bar, just wanted to have some drinks. And we had a guacamole. Enjoying it. It was a slushy mango margarita de chamoy. We were having a great old time, but everybody kept staring at us like, what are these girls doing here? I'm like, I don't know. Just pretend we belong here. And after that, ¿qué hicimos ese día? No me acuerdo qué más hicimos. We kept, we kept going to places and having a drink. And your girl drank every day on the trip except one. I know. Um, I don't even know who I am anymore. Ni me reconozco. You guys know I'm not a big drinker, but she was on vacation. Wow, it's 18 minutes and that's just day one. <laughs> so day one was that. Day two, what do we do day two? Day two, Angela wanted to um, do a massage and I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So we she booked the couple's massage and it was my birthday gift. So it, I was so grateful. Went to the spa at the presidential, I don't remember what the hotel was called. But it was a spa, they had like a sauna, they had these... Uh, jacuzzis and they gave us a massage and it actually was a couple's massage so we were in the same room and I'm like well this is a little awkward but screw it like we do everything together so it's fine and it's not the first time I've gotten a couple's massage I think I did one with my sister and I might have done one with another friend and actually like with a ex-boyfriend but the, the this time it was like side by side <laughs> And uh, and then they're like, okay, like take off your robes, and you guys just let us know. And I told Angela, look the other way, and you looked, and she's like, don't look at me. I'm like, I'm not trying to look at you. And she's like, I'm not trying to look at you. 
So we lay there and they gave us the best massage. Like it hurt so good. And at the end, they had a bottle of champagne for us with chocolates. It was very romantic. And I'm thinking to myself, like if one of my friends can do this for me, like the standard is high for these men because uh, I have friends and they'll book stuff for me. And I'm like, you guys are the best. Like teach teach some of these guys a lesson. Porque me siento como reina. My friends made me feel like a queen and I love them. So after that, we were hungry and we went to Taqueria Orinoco. If you haven't been there, it's like a in and out of Mexico. Super delicious tacos. Get the gringa. Um, it's al pastor con queso. Tiene like pico de gallo adentro, I think. And then they do these papitas al lado. Delicious. So that was our second day. Um, we went back to the, her house and we're just hanging out. And the next day, so this was Thursday. The next day we're flying out to Guadalajara to go to tequila. Pero dije, you know what? Like, let's go to this rooftop bar that I've been wanting to go to. So we went to the Sophie Hotel. I didn't make reservations because everywhere it said I didn't need them. But apparently we did once we got there or we got scammed. I'm not sure. We got to the hotel and the lady's like, oh, hey, there's a wait, but you guys can wait at the speakeasy. This really, really fancy speakeasy. I love a speakeasy. And we had espresso martinis for the first time. They were so strong. And then I'm, I told Angela, I know you like coffee, but I like coffee, but not like this strong. And it was good, but the next at night I couldn't go to sleep. Then we went to the rooftop um, of the hotel. It was so pretty. You could see the Angel. And this whole trip, I just wanted to, like, take it in. And I did. I, I was able to, like, slow down for once and just live life. It was funny because we were walking around Mexico and Angela's always in a rush. And I kept telling her, you need to slow down. Like, stop walking so fast. Like, I am way taller than her, but that girl could walk fast. Like, I have long legs, but I don't know what kind of superpower she has. She walks so fast. But I kept telling her, you need to slow down. We're on vacation. We need to slow down. So that was Thursday. The next day, we were leaving to Guadalajara. I didn't sleep the whole night. And then everybody kept telling me, I hope you didn't get sick. I hope you didn't get sick from your stomach. Tell me why I got sick. I got sick. I woke up when we were supposed to take the flight to Guadalajara. I was dying in the morning. You guys know. If you know, you know. Mexico on the runs. Yes. <laughs> TMI. But whatever. That's what I do here. I get real, real vulnerable. And I told Angela, like, I'm dying. And she's like, well, hopefully it goes away before we get on the airplane. So we get to the airport early because I'm a psycho. And she has coffee. I'm dying. I get some medicine. I feel better. We fly to Guadalajara. When we get to Guadalajara, you guys, it's like 100 degrees. It was so hot. It was so, like, coming from Mexico, all cloudy and nice. I mean, it's hot, but not as hot as Guadalajara. It was so humid. We get there, and we get to the hotel. Really pretty. We stayed at Hotel Morales in El Centro Histórico. And it was, it was a nice day, but... Con el calor, we just went to eat, we got, we exchanged some money, and, oh, we went to Tlaquepaque, how could I forget? Tlaquepaque is a little, I don't know if it's a colonia or a city in Guadalajara, don't, uh, sorry, I'm not a history major, but Tlaquepaque is a really cute town, and Angela took me to this restaurant that her parents used to take her when she was younger, they have mariachi, they had like a folclorico show, and cazuelas de como cantaritos, so I'm like, screw it, let's do this. And then we got like some appetizers and we just had a good time. And the mariachi was singing. I love mariachi. And había unos charros. And you guys know that I have a thing for charros. 
So that was really cool. We ate some nieve de garrafa. We walked around and it was really cute, but we were so tired. Then we went to the Basilica de, or La Catedral de Guadalajara. Walked around and I told her, I'm like, girl, I want to explore more, but I'm dead. And we have to wake up early tomorrow because we were taking the train to Tequila. And we went back to the room. We rested, watched Love is Blind. Oh my God, have you guys seen Love is Blind? Do you believe Love is Blind? But ugh, that show, like, is crazy. If you haven't watched it, watch it. The next day, we woke up really early and we went to the Jose Cuervo Express train. So we booked this trip. And I know a lot of you were asking me, like, what package did we get? We got the... Hold on, let me look it up because I forget. So we got tickets for the train. The Jose Cuervo Express is called Experiencia Premium Plus and Amanecer. There's different packages. That's the one we got and it was perfect. I think it ran about like, I want to say $150. I'm not sure. But this is all it includes, okay? So you'll get to the Jose Cuervo Express the, where the train is. They greet you with café de olla o chocolate caliente, una conchita, y like they have manzanas and I forgot what else they have. Anyways, that's what they start you off with. Everybody is there for the same thing. There was, I, shit, I don't even know how many people. I want to say like at least like 400, 500, maybe more, no sé. I think it runs only on Saturdays. So if you do go to Tequila and you want, you stay in Guadalajara and want to go to Tequila, I think it's a great experience. It was worth every penny. I think it would be really fun to go in a big group of friends, but it was just me and her, which was fine. But they sat us across from the this couple. And at first they weren't very friendly. It just took them a couple of tequila shots to get friendly because we were trying to start a conversation with them and they were very like, they would answer like one word answers. But after a couple of shots of tequila, they became our homies and we had a good time. But it starts off with cocktails. They make four different cocktails and they tell you cualquieres y you pick. I thought they were only going to give us choice one time, but no, you could keep asking for cocktails and they don't, they're not stingy, okay? You could taste the alcohol, like we were getting buzzed and we, we just ate a conchita. That's all we had in our a conchita y café de olla, so you could only imagine how fast we were getting a little buzzed <laughs> and then they start off like the girl, the our leader, she introduces herself of our group, we're like group six and... She tells us about the tequilas. They serve us like tastings of tequila and they teach us how to take a shot. So your girl is certified in taking shots now, but I will not be taking them because I don't like shots. I I, I don't do well. It's not that I don't do well. Me da asco. And even though I know how to take them now, like I don't want to drink to get drunk. I want to drink to enjoy my drink. You get what I mean? I don't drink to get drunk. I drink because I enjoy drinks. <laughs> and if, it, if si me empedo, me empedo. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> so uh, they give us all the tastings and I'm buzzed at this point. I'm like, are they going to give us food? And yes, I asked. They delivered. I'm just kidding. They gave everybody like a bunch of appetizers with chips. Apparently chips are called topos in Mexico. There's a lot of words I learned this trip. Topos was one of them. I had never heard that before. But frijoles, tan frijoles, um, cochinita pibil, guacamole, frijoles. I already said frijoles. I'm, I'm still drunk, guys. <laughs> y mole, sabe que tanto más. Anyways, we're like eating. Because I'm like, Angela, you need to eat. I asked for water. 
I'm like, I'm, I'm the friend that is always going to give you water in between drinking so you could last longer. Cause, and I don't want you to die because I'm not a good friend. I'm not the girl that's going to be holding your hair. I'm the girl that's going to be gagging if I hear you gag. So, <laughs> so I always make sure my friends are hydrated. I'm big on hydration. Um, and then I brought my liquid IV packs. Okay. Plug right there. If you need a discount code, use code unbreakable underscore Latina for, 20% off yes 20% off and free shipping link is on the episode notes oh you mira ya me se bien commercial girl so as the closer we got to tequila the more beautiful it got you see the agaves everywhere and just like farm life you know you guys know i love a rancho life so we get there the mariachi's waiting there as we're coming off the train they're playing music welcoming us we have to get on this bus that takes us to where we're going. So we go on the bus. And thankfully, our group, for the most part, stayed together and didn't wander off. So we didn't lose a lot of time. It was like on a tight schedule. So they take us to the museum. They could take us to the distillery. And it's pretty cool to see all of it. And they say, okay, you guys have two hours to explore tequila. I asked the tour guide, where's the best place to eat here? Because there's so many choices. She directed us to this restaurant. We went there. We had met some girls in our in our group. And I asked them, hey, do you guys want to join us for lunch? So they came with us. And they looked young. But I didn't realize how young they were. They're like 21 and 23. <laughs> and they were really cool. But it was funny because we were talking. I'm like, oh, how old are you guys? They're like, oh, I'm 21 and I'm 23. And I'm like, definitely getting old here. And they're like, how old are you guys? And we're like, 32 and 31. And they're like, oh, wow. And I was just thinking to myself, like, was that like a good wow? Or was that like, ya estas viejita, señora? <laughs> so the food was delicious. I had carne en su jugo. Never had had it. But my sister always talks about it. So my mom doesn't make that. And now I want to learn how to make it. Porque estaba, ooh, so good. Y tortillas hechas a mano. Y parecía que estaban cobrando las tortillas because they only gave us like one. And I'm like, you guys realize I'm Mexican? Like, I need 10. So we finished having lunch. The girls went their separate way. We explored a little. There was banda playing, mariachi. There's just, it's just a whole party. It It's a vibe. And I definitely wish we had more time to explore. But we're on a tight schedule because we're with the group. So if it's your first time there and you're only going for a day, I suggest you do the tour group. If you want to explore more, I think the tour group is cool, but I also would have liked like another whole day to explore the rest of tequila porque hay más que ver. Anyway, so our two hours were up. We got drinks. We sat down in the shade and we're just enjoying. And we we saw the little girl that's famous on TikTok for taking pictures in tequila. She's like, ¿Quieren que le tomes fotos um, para que se vean como Maribel Guardia? But we were so like sweaty and gross that I'm like, I don't want to take pictures right now. I'm like, no, gracias. But she was cute. She was getting her bag, you know. Um, We met up with the group again and they told us to meet at this place for a mariachi show. So they had a mariachi show. They had charros again. I fell in love with this guy. He was so handsome, but I didn't see him toward towards the end. And we were all already like pretty buzzed. They kept on feeding us like slushy margaritas. They did a whole show. And after that, they're like, okay, well, the tour's not over. Like get with your team leader or your tourist guide, your tour guide, tourist guide. I can't even talk. Um, and... We're going to the agave fields. 
So we got on this other bus and it's like really fancy, spacious bus. Like I wish the airplanes were made like this, very roomy, the AC was hitting. And from there they took us to the agave fields. It was beautiful. We get there. There's like a band, they have churros, they have esquite, they have, everything's included, okay? They're giving out shots, they're giving out more drinks. At this point, I don't even want to drink anymore, but as we got there, they gave us like little um, cups with uh, palomas. So I had to drink it, you know, because I'm there. And then they were walking around giving shots, we had snacks, took pictures and agaves, and that was the whole day. And I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it it was a lot, a lot of walking. So if you guys go, there's some girls that went in heels. Don't go in heels. Um, Angela took sandals that were comfortable, but her feet were like super dirty. I took botas. My feet were dead because tenía un poquito tacón, but I was hot. So wear comfortable shoes if you go because you're going to be on your feet all day and there's a bunch of rocks. So I don't recommend wearing your Louis Vuittons. But it was such an experience. Then our drive back was like two hours. So on the way back, you don't take the train. You take those fancy buses and then they drop you off in Sapopan. So that was the end of Tequila. The next day, we flew back to Mexico City and the airplane it was a rough ride. Our flight got delayed. Aero Mexico has been rough. Usually that's what I like to fly, but the flight... To Guadalajara, the lady was rude to me. I don't know why she was just being a little biatch to me because I asked her for more cookies. Um, and then on the way there, some lady wanted to fight with me because she wanted me to check in my bags. And I said, no, I'm not checking in my bags. She's like, but you're, but you're one of the last groups. I was like, so my seat's seat number six. And then she's like, well, you're going to have to give us our bags. And she's like arguing with me in front of all these people. And I'm just like, I'm not giving you my bags. I hate when airlines try to do that. And I get it. It's for so they can speed up the process. But I don't want you guys like throwing my shit around. And that's why I paid to have seats in aisle six, seven, eight. So that way I don't have to be at the end. But that's besides the point. And don't mind me raging over here. I forgot. I have to email Aero Mexico because not that lady, but another lady was being really rude to me. The flight flying back to Mexico City, Mexico City was really rough. It was like there was a lot of turbulence and like something. I don't know. It felt like the plane was going to just crash. That's what it felt like. Angela was like, if something happens, I love you. I'm like, shut up. I'm already like, I, I was so tired. The airport was hot in Guadalajara. And we thankfully we made it to Mexico City. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything. But then uh, Angela had a friend that we met up with. And we went, we ended up going to this like <sighs> festival. Um where they sold a lot of greenery, if you guys catch my drift. <laughs> and um, it was really cool. Everybody was really nice. It's like a mini Coachella. There was this band that was playing. I forgot their name, but I have them somewhere on my Instagram. And they were they play music como cumbia slash punk slash ska music. And I used to love going to punk ska shows when I was younger. So I felt like I was a teenager again, going to like a backyard party and... It was really nice. So every day we just kept doing random things. Like nos íbamos a comer to a new restaurant. And it, it was very nice. Angela and I had a lot of conversations while we were there. But like these are the highlights of my trip. The rest I just ate and like slept and ate more and just walked around. Every day we walked a lot. We visited different places. And we went to the Torta de Chilaquiles. We did a lot. We went to Parques. 
but nothing like the first beginning of the trip was like more go go and the really the basis of this whole trip was just to like slow down and we did that and I appreciate that we both Angela and I had a lot of conversations about you know like being single and we met a a friend of hers that she made in Mexico and we were talking about like dating and she was telling us how hard it's been that she deleted the dating apps and we were just venting to each other telling uh, each other about our tragic dates that we've had and it's it was such a like kind of like a e pray love I don't remember that movie <laughs> but it was like the sisterhood of the traveling pants I don't know it was something I needed that was very therapeutic. There was a lot that I talked about that, you know, just telling my friend my goals. She was telling me hers, like my fears and very, very, I got to know Angela so much on this trip. So I suggest like if you have any friends and you want your bond to get closer, this trip made our bond get so much closer because we shared a lot of stuff that we didn't know about each other. Like, it was crazy. Like, I felt like, I don't know. It felt very therapeutic. Um, a lot of childhood memories. And another, like, a lot of traumatic memories that we have. Um, we started talking about, like, oh, well, it's been your worst, best um, first date. And what's been the worst date? And what's one thing that you learned from your relationship? <laughs> it was funny. Because we were, um, we never talk, like, we do talk about stuff like that, but th- we were getting, like, really deep. And, um, something that came up was, you guys know, I was in a toxic relationship before. And I realized that I have blocked off a lot of things that happened in that relationship that until somebody ask me something it triggers a memory of something that like I feel like my brain has like all these memories right and I I think I've heard this before like we tend to block off our traumas and I was telling her stories that I didn't even remember have happened like had happened and I'm just like oh my gosh like I have survived a lot and I'm not saying like I wasn't physically hurt so don't think it was that but so much emotional damage was done in that relationship that I don't... So if you are going through something where you're in a relationship like that, get out, amiga. Like, get out. Like, when I was sharing things that happened to me or stuff that was said to me, Angela's jaw kept dropping. She's like, I can't believe, like, you were, you've been through that. And when I did the episode about the toxic relationship, I really didn't get really into it because... I didn't want it to be about that person. I wanted to be about my experience. I don't know if I ever want to like talk about it again because it just like it blows my mind. I'm like, I can't believe that was me going through those things that I survived that and that I got out of that. And it made me so much even more proud. And Angela was like, Now I know why you are more picky, (laughs) like, when it comes to, like, dating and stuff. I am, because I've been through the worst. And maybe, like, some people say, like, oh, you're traumatized. I'm not traumatized. I just feel like I'm more aware of behaviors because I've been through it. And when people try to say that I'm picky when I'm dating, it's like, yeah, I am. Because that was, like, in my 20s. I'm 33 now. Yes, a birthday happened, too. So... 
I know what I want and I know what I don't want. And if people keep telling me like, oh, you're picky or this or that. Oh, well, if if it's not, I'm not asking for the perfect man, but I do want a good partner. And it just, your life can change so much by one decision. And my decision to walk away from that relationship is a pretty pretty proud accomplishment of mine and to some people might be like really walking away from somebody like yeah I thought this person I was gonna have children with I was gonna get married with and my life just completely changed and for the better because I wouldn't be here today I don't think I would have this podcast because I'd be too busy being in a relationship I don't know like I don't know what my future would look like but I am really at peace where my life is right now and I've traveled, I've learned so much about myself. I love who I am. I love my life and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So yeah, just definitely this trip was definitely very therapeutic. Um like I said, between those days, like the last few days, we were just like I can't even remember what we did to be honest. Like I know we did a lot of eating, we did a lot of like desserts and stuff like that. The last day that we were there. I really miss my mom though while I was gone because she's like my ride or die, right? We do a lot of stuff together. So I remember I was talking to Angela's mom and she's like, Are you ready to come home? I'm like, Yeah. She's like, She misses her mom. I'm like, I love my mom. I miss her so much. So I realized that I would have never survived living far away from my mom. <laughs> and um, the last day that we were there, we had reservations at this, I think it's a Michelin restaurant, I'm pretty sure. Michelin restaurant, it's named one of the top 12 restaurants in the world, I think. I don't know. Don't quote me. It was expensive. That's all I know. <laughs> so we had been wanting to go to, it's called Pujol. And we had been wanting to go to this restaurant for so long. But I was scared because I don't like seafood and there was a lot of like seafood stuff. Pero dije, you know what? When in Rome, I went in Mexico. So um, we went there. And it was such a cool experience. Um, if you haven't seen it, there's a lot of videos. If you're into like seafood, it's good. If you're not, if you're not into seafood, for me it was okay. But the experience was ten out of ten. The food was like seven out of ten. I did have caracol del mar or something like that, and that was good. It was like a ceviche. It was such a strange. <laughs> dishes so if you saw pictures on my instagram there were strange dishes um we told them it was our birthday so they gave us like extra dessert it was a seven course meal it turned out like to eight nine course meal with the extra dessert they gave us and it was such a cool experience um would i do it again no but the meal itself 250 dollars each so yeah um say less right <laughs> like i said i am not a bougie person but when it comes to experiences i will spend the money and that's an experience i'll never forget um they had like h mole it was a whole thing so look it up if you're interested in going there you do have to make reservations ahead of time and you do have to be a type of person that likes fancy stuff and like weird looking food um i'm not that person but I ate it and I was like, okay, like I didn't do too bad. I could do fancy, but I'd rather have some tacos. And what else happened? Oh, another thing. A lot of people ask me, did I feel safe in Mexico? And the answer is yes, I felt safe. We do stay in an area that it's pretty safe. It's called Guatemoc. There's not there's always like police patrolling the area, and you rarely see like any 
I call them zombies, but <laughs> you know, like people that look like they're homeless or they're on drugs and stuff. You don't see that as often there. There are other areas that are a little sketchy where there's people drinking outside and stuff like that. But we stay in Guatemoc. There's also Roma Norte and Condesa where they're like quieter areas. Not quieter, pero más safe, where I would stay. And I would recommend any of my family members or friends going to stay there. Um, how do I find all the places I go to? I get that question. Like, how do you do it? Honestly, TikTok has helped a lot. Uh, whenever we search for places to do or you go to TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor is another good place where you can go and find like things to do. Make sure you do your research before you travel. Like kind of have like ideas of what you're going to do because in the city, Mexico City is really busy, right? So you might think like, oh, this is only like five miles from here. But in traffic or if you're taking an Uber, if you're walking, it's, you know, it takes a little longer because it's so busy. So keep in mind that there's certain things that take all day. Like if you're going to go to the Pyramides, that's going to take you a whole day. If you're going to La Casa de Frida, the museum, that you need reservations for that. So just look into all these things. And if you see places that are near each other, try to do all that in one day so you don't have to go back to that area. Um, This was my fourth trip third or fourth trip to Mexico City so I'm a little more experienced in like where to go and what to do but when I went like the first time it was a shorter trip and I had to cram everything in one so I didn't really get to enjoy to slow down and walk around because there's so many beautiful parks out there and there's a lot to do but I didn't get to slow down because I was like piramides basilica like I had a bunch of stuff lined up the second time I went Actually, this is my third time. Second time I went, Angela planned everything for me and we were kind of like, go, go, go. This time we slowed down. We did what we wanted. We just, you know, chilled out for once. <laughs> yes, I felt safe. There was an incident where I didn't feel safe. So because I was in Mexico City, I started, you know, when you're watching TikTok, it starts seeing where you're at. Videos kept coming up and there was this video of this girl saying that, she got on this Uber and the Uber didn't look like the driver. And then she did a little more research and realized that that guy had just started Uber driving that day. So she got out of the Uber because she didn't feel safe. So I don't know, that stayed in my head. So every time I would order Uber, I started checking how many rides they had, how many, what the rating was. So I started doing that. And then at some point we went to the Biblioteca, ¿cómo se llama? La Biblioteca Vasconcelos, and it's, I forgot what part of the city it is, but anyways, we went there, and the area is not as nice as the other areas we had been in, so right away, my guard was up, right, and we ordered Uber, because we wanted to go somewhere, just because, we ordered an Uber, well, I ordered it, and I clicked on the picture of the guy, because it said it had five stars, so that was the first red flag, because I'm like, nobody has five stars, okay? It had to be like 4.98, 4.99. And it said that the guy had only been driving for a day. And it also said that they had, they had like 300 rides. How could you be driving for a day? It's like 11 a.m. Y ya tienes 300 rides. It seems sketchy, right? So uh, I canceled it. And then because we were in the area, I was like, oh, they probably, you know, I don't know. So we canceled it, got another one, and it was a normal one. So make sure you're looking at the ratings. The last day when we went to Pujol, I wanted to be fancy. I wanted to order Uber XL. 
because we're going to a nice area we're going to a nice restaurant like why not a lot of the cars in mexico not that i'm like fancy but you know you're going to a nice restaurant like why not go all out we're going for our birthdays screw it so an audi's gonna pick us up okay it had a five-star rating it had a thousand something rides guess how many days they've been driving a day so right away i cancel it i'm like they probably think we have money because we're going to pujol we're gonna get like murdered right here so just be aware, like like I said, everywhere you go, we're in America, this place is not safe. <laughs> like, I don't feel safe going to Target by myself. I'm gonna be real with you guys. A lot of crime happens um, everywhere, but just be aware of your surroundings. Don't be dumb when you go to Mexico. Don't believe in just anybody. Do your research. There is a lot of nice people in Mexico. Um, another tip I have if you're going... Um, if you do not speak Spanish, that's fine. But please attempt to. Don't expect people to speak English. You know how many times we went to places and people were like, does anybody speak English? Like, entitled, okay? Super entitled people. I found it very rude. And of course, me and Angela communicate better in English. So they would see us um, talking in English and right away the servers would be like, oh, they're trying to speak English. They're like, oh no, we start talking in Spanish. And they're like, oh, it's because you guys were talking in English. I'm like, yeah, because, I mean, we are from over there, but, you know, us Spanglish for days. And um, what, other, what other tips I have? Just do your research. Um, Ask people if you know someone. Like, I know a lot of you guys have asked me for recommendations. Although I do have a few videos of Mexico City, Angela has more. Her username is Chula Travels on TikTok, where she highlights different places she's been to. And there's a lot of people that live in Mexico City that make videos. And you see what places you want to visit, send them a DM, ask them a question. So that's a little summary of my trip. Our way back was so smooth. Um, our flight attendants were nice and got here in one piece. Our car was there. The battery was fine. Went to in and out came home, felt so out of place. Right away, I did my laundry. The that was Saturday. Saturday, April 8th, I came back. Um, it took us a while to get home. There's a lot of traffic. Pero llegamos. I went to a grocery store with my mom. Because the next day, my family was coming over for my birthday. And I turned 33 on Sunday, last Sunday, April 9th. I used to think that by 33, I'd be married. I have kids. I've had a house. I've had all this. But I wouldn't trade in this life for anything else. And although I do want those things, I think everything comes with time. I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy with who I am. And like I it was just a birthday where I'm very grateful where I am because I've been through a lot and I just wanted to spend time with my family. So my family came over on Sunday and <laughs> I was sick. I woke up feeling so sick, um, another stomach bug, and I was trying to tough it out like I was dying, but I, I thankfully it wasn't COVID, so I, I tested it, it wasn't COVID. And I was like, it's just, you know, the usual get sick after Mexico. Because last time, not the last time, but the time before that, the same thing happened to me. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the elevation. No sé, pero me enferme bien chingón. So if you messaged me on my birthday and I was short with you, I'm sorry. I just like, I wanted so hard to enjoy like just being home with my family. And 
I could tell that everybody, I don't know if everybody knew, but I was dying inside. Like I, I was just like trying to keep up. I didn't even enjoy my food because I just felt sick. I had the chills. I was a mess on my birthday because I was sick, but my family came through. It was really nice to see all of them. I just wish I was feeling better. Once everybody left, I just died in my couch and I thought that I had to go to work the next day, but I checked my schedule and thankfully I had Monday off as well. So I was very grateful for that because I just laid in bed and just tried to get better. The next day I felt better after I had, I think not only was I sick from my stomach, I think I was also getting dehydrated because, you know, like with travel and everything, you don't drink enough water. So I think I was getting dehydrated and that's why I was feeling worse and I was trying to like be tough. But I stayed home on Monday and if you follow me on Instagram, I posted a video because, you know, I like to trauma dump. Um, I haven't talked to my dad in four or five years. I don't even remember. It's It's been so long. And that morning, my sister texted me and was like, hey, how are you feeling? And I told her, like, oh, I'm a little better. I'm still in bed. I didn't go to work. And she's like, okay, well, I didn't want to bother you last night, but I got this text. And it was a text from my dad telling my sister, like, that he wishes everybody the best. Um, and that he wanted to wish me a happy birthday, but he doesn't have my phone number. And, whew. I'm not going to say it didn't affect me, because it did. Because I always ask this question. I always think, does he think of me? And it made me happy that he does. Like, at first I was like, felt this like, like my answer was answered. But at the same time, it broke my heart again. During this trip, I kept seeing daughters, like, with their dads, like, little ones, big ones. And I always notice that when I see a father-daughter relationship, I remember that I don't have that anymore. And I haven't had that for a long time. And I probably won't ever have that again. And it's hard when you think about it that way. So if you also are going through this where your parent is in this world where you don't have a relationship, it comes in waves. Um, There are days where you don't think about it. There are days where you think about it all the time. But... At first, like, my sister was like, like, I don't want to share my sister's feelings because that's her privacy. She doesn't have a podcast where she, like, airs it out. But she's like, how do you feel? And I was like, oh, I cried. I'm fine. But I just let myself feel it. I left, let myself just lay in bed and feel it. And I was sharing it with Angela. And, like, right away she FaceTimed me and just cried to her. And Angela was the one that was like, well, you 
your question was answered. He does think of you. Because I always tell her that when we talk about it, I'm like, I just wonder if he thinks about me. And not about me in general, but just like about my family. Like about us, like my siblings, my mom, my niece. And I always think about that. And it's hard. It's so hard to... Because I felt like I had been fine for a long time. Because people ask me all the time, like, how do you deal with it? And I was like, I just deal with it. Like, I have no choice, you know? Like, I can't change somebody. I can't make them what I want them. I just have to take it for who they are and what type of choices they want to make in life. And addiction is so sad um i have dealt with different family members having addictions and drug addictions and if you are going through that as well i send you a hug and i just want to remind everybody that it's not your fault it's not even their fault sometimes like we don't know what it's like to be addicted you know like i i don't i've never been addicted to anything except toxic men <laughs> i'm just kidding um but in reality i've i i don't know what addiction is like and i'm pretty sure it's very dark but not only does it affect that person who is addicted like the family they hurt and it's hard because you can't do anything about it and i always think like what if what if that didn't happen? What would have my life been? I would probably be hanging out with my mom and dad right now. Going to have mariscos for the million time at the same restaurant. Because that's what we would do. But receiving that message. Especially after that trip. Because in that trip I also took, talked a lot about like daddy issues. And I want to do an episode about that. I wasn't going to talk about the message, but I know a lot of you have been reaching out and I appreciate you guys caring about how I'm doing it. I'm fine. But like I, I shared with some of you guys that I just let myself feel the emotions and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> um, but talking about it helps and I do want to do an episode dedicated on daddy issues because as I've been healing, I have been... Um, just thinking about a lot of things I tolerated in romantic relationships that I thought were okay because I grew up thinking that's what couples do so, you know they fight they argue and it makes them stronger that's what I used to think but there's some things that shouldn't be tolerated and a lot of times I think it has a lot to do with how we grow up what the romantic relationships that we see around us and just our culture right and I let myself feel the feels and you know mourning someone who's alive is difficult like I've talked about it in that previous episode I'm gonna be honest with you guys I don't really remember what I say like I recorded and then I get messages from people that are barely starting to listen to my podcast which I totally appreciate but I'm like I said that <laughs> 
and I don't remember I have the worst memory like most of my podcasts are kind of spur the moment type of things like right now I didn't think I was gonna cry for this long (laughs) but um it was hard it was it was hard I I felt okay after but obviously like still in my brain it made me feel a little peace but like I said it also broke my heart a little and I hope that wherever he's at he's okay I know he's alive now and I mean I knew that before but sometimes like when I don't hear anything about him I always talk in past tense I say my dad used to do this and my dad used to do that and people are always like well your dad passed away I'm sorry and I'm like no and it's just awkward it's an awkward conversation to have but and I don't mean to make anyone feel uncomfortable because I know there's been a couple times where like someone asked me like oh your your dad passed away or when did your dad pass away I'm like oh no he's actually alive we just don't talk and I don't ever want to be the person that hides it I don't want to pretend everything's fine um because I used to be that's something that I feel like in our culture you gotta pretend like you're fine and I was one of the first people in my family that was like no not everything's fine I'm very transparent and you guys know that if you've been following me since I started this podcast I've always been vulnerable I show you my ugly side I show you my nice side I have you know I'm not a perfect person I'm just the girl that shares her trauma on a mic in her room. (laughs) But if it helps one person not feel alone, I am doing what I meant to do with this podcast. And you guys always reassure me of that when you share your stories with me and you tell me like, oh, someone, I feel it validated. So yeah, that's how my 33rd birthday started, which was hard when I was sick but then I felt better and now I'm back to normal. On a lighter note on Friday I went out with my friends who they set up a birthday slash dinner drinks thing for my friend and I and it was so much fun. We went to Calaveras in Riverside and I kept hearing mixed reviews about that place but it was so much fun. I don't it might have been the group of people I was with, but my friends are hilarious, so we're just cracking jokes left and right, ordering drinks, and girl, girl was buzzed. In lo de pilon, ya que me pongo así, I'm like, let's keep going, and everybody's like, hey, yeah, let's go. Where are we going? So we ended up going to like the club, guys. We went to the club. We were there. We were at Calaveras to like almost ten. Then we ended up at the club. Who is she? I don't know, but I was done, and I. Fortunately, I wasn't like super hungover the next day, <laughs> but I realized that I'm old and I can't hang like that, but I want to do it again. <laughs> Not the club. I just want to go to Calaveras and then get my Uber home because going to the club was like a bad mistake and a lot of my friends were feeling it the next day. They're like, we're too old for this and we don't do it often. Actually, we've never done that together, this group, so... It was a good time. I definitely kept telling him, we have to do this once a month. But that was drunk Melina talking. And then yesterday, I went to a Nopalera pop-up event, which was really cool. I met Sandra, who is the owner, and I want to have her on the podcast. We had talked about it before we met. Um, I've talked to some people on her team. And I also have a discount code if you guys uh, want 
to order any nopalera stuff. I love their body scrub and their soaps are good. And they also have this bar that's like a lotion that amazing. So check it out. Let me tell you guys my discount code. So if you want to order from Nopalera, um, I'll put a link on, on the description of this episode, but use code MELINA15 for 15% off your next order. Um, I met a couple girls there, one of them that uh, I follow on on TikTok, and she follows me on TikTok, so shout out Michelle if you're listening to this. So nice meeting you. Sometimes I forget that I have a platform, <laughs> and it, like... I get shy. I get shy, but I'm getting better now that I keep going to events, like trying to get out of my comfort zone. And like, you guys know I talk to you guys behind the mic all the time, but when I'm in person, I get a little nervous. So if you see me being a little nervous, it's just I'm working on my social skills. (laughs) I don't know why I get nervous. (laughs) Anyways, it was nice meeting all the girlies and I want to thank you guys so much for being so patient and waiting for this episode to drop. I know you guys have been saying, I miss you, blah, blah, blah. I miss you guys too. This break was definitely needed and I can't wait to keep recording because I love you guys. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Unbreakable Latina. On Twitter at Latina Podcast. And also, thank you guys so much. You guys sold me out on my hats. And now I have to start working on more merch. I know I talked about sweatshirts and I never got it done, but your girl is trying. I'm only a one-person team. I do have a sale going right now for the sticker bundle for free shipping. Use code UNBREAKABLE33 and you get free shipping. So go ahead and place your order so you can put it on your laptops or on your the bumper of your car. I'm just kidding. Don't put it on the bumper of your car. <laughs> on your hydro flask and everything like that. But go order the stickers and let me know what kind of merch you guys want next. I, I'm so indecisive. I do want the sweatshirts, but now it's summer, so I might want shirts again. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye!